This is Trad Lore, a traditional archery and barebow podcast with me, Jimmy Halpenny. Hey, what's up? This is Jimmy with Trad Lore coming to you today with another episode. Today's episode is about why a person might want to get into traditional archery or barebow. Before we get into that, um, I do want to provide everybody with a little bit of an update um, for those that have been following along um, with the journey that I've been on, you know, working on drills to get better consistency with form and, you know, the shot process. Um, I've yet to really score um, myself but I did go out to a 3D range this weekend um, with my son, and they they did not have any of the yardages marked. We just I had him pick a spot for me, and I shot from there. So to be honest, most of the shots he picked for me were between 25, and I, I think some of them were out to like 37 yards. Um, I didn't have my rangefinder with me either, um, but I, I felt a lot more consistency in my shot. Um, I did. A few times feel a little bit of a pluck coming on. And if you're on my Instagram, you'll see uh, that pluck a little bit. Um, But overall, I mean, that wasn't an ongoing issue. And even when I was plucking, um, for the most part, I was hitting where I was aiming unless I'd misjudged yardage or something. Um, Arrows seemed to be coming out real clean. So I I definitely see an improvement with the form. Uh, just from doing drills every day, you know, no shots with my eyes open, um, doing blind bails, um, long holds, uh, all of that is making a world of difference in how I feel my shot. One thing that I've dealt with a lot is it taking several arrows for me to get consistency in my shot. Um, you know, sometimes 12 arrows before I really find out where, you know, what my shot feels like or what it's supposed to feel like. And that, that was happening every single day. The thing that I've noticed since starting this and, and only working on drills, not working on, you know, aiming and shooting at the same time, is that now from the first shot of the day all the way to the end, I know what it's supposed to feel like. I know when to let down when I get back and something doesn't feel right. So even the first shot I took this weekend at the 3D range, um, I, I hit a 10, um, which is you know pretty good. I've never been someone that you know hit a lot of X's even when I shot compound. I'll be honest, um, but I'll, I'll take a 10 with a with a stick bow any day. Um, Hit a lot of eights. I did go through a spell um, where I hit a string of fives. I think it was five fives in a row. And, you know, that was me taking longer shots at some smaller targets um, with a little bit of wind going on. I mean, I was up in the mountains shooting uh, shooting this 3D and wasn't paying too much of attention to the, the wind that we were dealing with. But even then, you know, those fives, they weren't super far off. I mean, they were you know, pretty close to the eight. I did hit a zero on the next to last target, 
Um, because it wasn't a competition or anything, I went ahead and I took another shot um, right after I did with the same crawl and everything, and I, I hit an X. Um, of course, I counted the zero on my scorecard. I, I finished the day with a, I think it was a 271, uh, which is pretty good. Um, like I said, there were no stakes, um, but my my distance judging is not as bad um, as I thought it would be after taking a few year hiatus from 3D archery in general. Um, but, you know, getting back a little bit more to what this podcast is about, you know, when I started this podcast, my main goal was to get people into this sport, um, to help people find resources to get better at the sport, even if I'm not personally able to help them and, and really help anybody along with their own personal journey because it, it's not easy. Um, but, you know, really getting people into the sport of single string, um, I hope that's not, the word single string is not copyrighted, but yeah, to get to get them into the, any of the single string disciplines, because it is a lot of fun, and if you're out there listening and you're not shooting traditional bare bow, anything like that at this time, um, I just want you to know that you can do it. Um, I won't say, you know, anybody can do it, um, because it does take a lot of you know, mental focus, a lot of work to do it. And some people are not physically able to do it, you know, whether it be due to disabilities or, you know, whatever um, you may have, uh, maybe even just time constraints. But I, I would like to get as many people into it as, as possible. Um, like I said, in my area, we do not have many people that shoot traditional archery. Um, and it's almost, you know, kind of a joke around here. I go to the range and, you know, maybe once every 10 times I go, I see somebody shooting a trad bow and normally it's the same people and, you know, no disrespect to anybody like this, but most of them are over the age of 65. Uh, I think I'm 34. So, you know, we, we don't really have a lot in common. And honestly, those guys, um, are kind of blown away when I show them how I do a fixed crawl or how I string walk. Um, you know, that that's new to them. Uh, some have even said that they, you know, would like to try it. You know, maybe they can get some more consistency in their shooting. So I, I always think that's cool. I don't think that string walking and, you know, a fixed crawl is the only way. I myself, um, you know, I also work on gap shooting. When I do a fixed crawl, I do a lot of gap shooting already. And, and I've once again, you know, played around with the thought of instinctive aiming. Um, I, you know, I can shoot basketball size groups at 15 yards with it um, and in. Uh, I'm not quite where I would ever feel confident taking an animal with it. But if that's your thing, go for it. You know, whatever makes you happy, you do it. Just make sure that you practice with it and you're not wounding any animals or anything like that. Uh, that's the only thing that I request or trying not to. Uh, some things are inevitable. Um, but yeah, so I made a list of reasons why somebody would want to get in 3D archery. And I think 3D, I'm sorry, why somebody would want to get into traditional archery and bare bow. Um, these are in no specific order. Some of these kind of overlap, um, to be honest. And some of them are just meant to be kind of funny um, maybe rude. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so the, the first thing here, 
uh, is the simplicity of it. Um, you know, being at one with the bow. When you take a lot of gadgets off of a bow, um, like you see with compound, you know, the it, it's really you in the driver's seat. You know, you're not letting everything else take over. Um, you, you'll let your mind take over. The simplicity of traditional archery doesn't necessarily make things easier. Um, but I, I do feel like it does make <clears throat> the bow and arrow more of an extension of you. When I shot a compound, I always felt like the bow was shooting me more than I was shooting the bow. With traditional archery, I, I, I really do feel like we are one. Um, it's you have to think of that as an extension of your yourself, and the simplicity of it, you know, kind of brings me to it. strip strip it off. It's it's not needed. Um, the second reason that I have listed here, and this kind of goes into it, but you're you're tired of keeping up with the trends. When I shot a compound, all the time I was you know looking for the next best thing that was going to make me better, whether it be a different sight a different release, different arrows. I still mess around way too much with arrows, but different sight, different release, different rest, you know, a new bow. You know, what what's going to make me better um, other than practice? And honestly, you know, I would rather go buy a $700 bow than, you know, or more uh, trad bow than every year going out and buying a four or $500 sight and a $200 rest and a $200 release. Um, it just makes more sense to me, you know, the trends and, and they're not needed. I mean, people are killing um, animals with primitive gear, just, you know, just, just as dead. Um, sorry for all of the non hunters here. Um, cause I, I hope there are some, you know, some barebow people here and barebow being in barebow, you might not be a hunter, but, but you know, that simplicity, I mean, it goes way back in time, uh, to where it is now and you don't need the next best thing in order to shoot. Um, you can have a self bow, you can go buy a cheap beginner bow. I mean, some of the custom bows and the ILF rigs, you know, they, they can't help you with accuracy, but at, at the end of the day, they're all the same thing. It's one string on two moving limbs and a riser. Um, that's all, all it is. The third reason I have here, and this is a big one for a lot of people. Um, I mean, this is one of my reasons. Really, I think all of these are reasons that I switched to traditional archery. Um, but the challenge the challenge of traditional archery. I have told people time and time again that I speak with, um, you know, when they ask me why I went to traditional archery and, and really the fun parts, the challenge. I feel like me personally, it, I could take a brand new archer shooting compound, never, never touched a compound bow before. And within a week or two's time, and and I'm talking about an able-bodied adult, you know, that can draw the bow. Um, I believe that I could teach them to not embarrass themselves at the local archery range. And if they can stay quiet and get a deer in front of them, I could teach them to easily uh, harvest an animal 
Um, honestly, probably out the, you know, 30 yards within two weeks. Um, and that's, that's me being up front. I, you know, I've got a brother, he might shoot his compound bow, you know, once every three years and within four shots, it's, you know, he's, he's back on target and, and shoots pretty well with it with very little knowledge um, about the actual mechanics of shooting a compound bow. With the recurve, I do not feel like I could do that. I, I can give you a bow and teach you how to have fun because um, it is fun. But, it, you know, actually learning to shoot consistently with one takes a lot of work. And it takes a lot of constant work. And it is a challenge. <clears throat> On the hunting aspect as well, you know, the challenge of getting in closer is always fun. I was shooting deer with my compound at 50 plus yards um, each season. I, I can't do that with uh, my recurve. Um, I mean, I, I guess if I practiced enough, um, I could take that shot and probably, you know, hit an animal. But but that's not what I'm going to do. That's not ethical with a recurve bow, in my opinion. Um, but but it, it's difficult. I put in work nearly daily. Um, I can probably count on two hands um, how many days total I've missed since I started this last March. Um, and I, and I shoot a lot. And part of it is that, you know, it's, you're not relying on a mechanical release. You're not relying on lining up your sight with your peep sight. Those are, those are the two things that you rely on, um, in compound archery in, Singles in the world of single string, I mean, you're relying on your body to do everything correctly. Um, you know, do you have proper back tension? Um, how are your fingers letting go of the string? What are you doing with your bow arm? You know, with the compound bow, with the drop away rest on, most of the time it doesn't really matter what your bow arm does because that rest is getting out of the way before your arm ever moves. Um, that's, I mean, that's not at all the case, um, with a longbow or recurve. I mean, as soon as you let go of that shot, you're imparting some sort of action on the arrow. And it takes a lot of time to learn the consistency to either not impart that action on the arrow and string or to do it consistently. I mean, consistency is the key. We all strive for perfect form. But as long as you can do the same thing every time, you know, some you, you can be consistent. Um, I still recommend everybody, of course, to strive for, for perfection. But yeah, the, the challenge. And going into that, my next thing, and I've kind of already covered this, is but it's you want to work hard at something. Um, if you're somebody that really wants to put in the work and fully dive into a hobby, I mean, this this is the hobby for you. I mean, it's right up there, you know, it, it takes a lot of time, um, and it's fun time. It's, it can be frustrating, but you know, the archery range, and I don't know if I've said this before, but you know, shooting a bow is the most relaxing and most, fr and most frustrating thing I've ever done, um, at the same time. And, he, and you don't think that relaxation and frustration can be one and the same, but they are. 
the good news is, is that once you overcome, once you find out what's making you frustrated, it will also make you the happiest you've ever been. But you, you've got to put the work in. Um, next reason is bragging rights. Um, that's, I'm, I'm not going to lie, uh, that's a pretty big reason that I got into traditional archery was bragging rights. And it's not, you know, I killed a bigger buck than you or look at this trophy or anything like that but not too many years ago most of the people that I had been shooting with um they switched over to crossbow and I I won't say it upset me but but it did kind of bum me out that I didn't have those shooting partners anymore and, you know, one of the reasons for doing this was, you know, I wanted to show them that you don't need a crossbow um, to be an effective hunter. And I, I kind of rub it in their face. Um, I don't want to talk a whole lot about crossbow today. I feel like that's another discussion that I don't even know if I want to have. Um, I might talk about it a little later in the podcast. We'll see. Um, but another reason, and this is something you hear a lot of barebow archers talk about, and this is kind of something that had gotten to me. I never, before I started shooting a, a recurve, um, I wasn't a huge spot shooter with my compound. I'd never done it in competition. I'd only ever done it really to sight, you know, sight in or have fun. I uh, never kept score. But with a compound bow, you are always striving for perfection. You want to hit an inside-out X every single time. And if you don't do that, you feel like it's the end of the world. And, you know, this reason, the way that I have it labeled here is you're, you're tired of perfection. I can't tell you how many times I go to the archery range and I see somebody, we'll say, shooting, you know, a NFAA blue face target and they clipped the line on the X. And because they weren't inside out, they get so frustrated with themselves. And me, I'm over there, uh, you know, shooting the same target, but a single face. And I'm ecstatic when I clip the outside of the, you know, the edge of the X. It counts the same for me. Um, that striving for perfection um, kind of steered me away from it. Now, I'm not saying that as single-string archers, we shouldn't strive for perfection, but it kind of makes it difficult in the sport of competitive archery when one kind of off-shot completely decides your day. I don't think that we will ever, you know, get to that point with barebow where, you know, one kind of off shot fully decides the winner. You know, everybody else shot a 300, that guy shot a 299. Um, but I do hope that, you know, we, we do see the, the scores raise a little bit. Um, I think, you know, Lancaster, the cutoff to make the shoot ups, I think is what they call their shoot downs, um, has been around, I think it was... 500. I think in the upcoming years, you're going to see that number push to 550. And I think 
in the maybe slightly distant future, even 580, people are already hitting that. And I look for more people, as long as we all start striving to be a little bit better, I think you're going to see more and more people hit that 580 mark on the regular at Lancaster, where that's going to be the, you know, the cutoff. So strive to be great, but this the tired of perfection, I get that. Um, a lot of good shooters, you know, lose be because of one shot. So the the next thing I have here, and, you know, maybe this should have been first, but I, I think it's the overall experience that you have with traditional archery. The learning process, the way it feels when you shoot, um, just everything in general, it's it's unlike anything, you know, you've done before if you've never shot traditional archery. You can dive in super deep in it, you know, I'm on a lot of Facebook groups and you have guys that will only wear plaid, that will only shoot a 1959 bear bow uh, with wood arrows and you know it's it's that experience and with traditional archery you really get to choose your own experience i mean think of how many people you see that got into this community because they were going to renaissance fairs and you know they they were i don't know and i apologize i don't know much about um, you know, the Renaissance fairs or anything. Um, but, you know, they were reenacting and that that's what brought them here. It, it happens and, you know, those people are just as welcome as anybody else. Um, and, I'm, and I'm glad that that's out there. You know, I'm glad that Robin Hood inspires people. I'm I'm glad that, I don't know, who Hunger Games inspires people because we do need more people and and whatever it takes to get there. Um, one and kind of in that one of the things that I wrote here is because you think it looks cool. I mean, it, it does look kind of cool. Like, why does that guy need you know a string, a couple cables, a scope, and everything else on his bow when that guy he can hit that target with a single string longbow? I mean. Why, how does that not look cool? And he did so while wearing his flannel shirt and his little brimmed hat and <laughs> his, his his muck boots with his overalls tucked in. <laughs> Sorry. Um, that stuff always makes me giggle. I, I feel like one day I'm going to turn into that person. So, but no, I, I think, you know, because it looks good, the experience. And then, you know, off of that, um, another reason I think a lot of people want to do it, and this this holds true to me as well, but it's the heritage of it, especially, you know, in the world of hunting. You know, I grew up really looking up to Fred Bear. I grew up, you know, looking at my grandfather's recurve bow, um, Howard Hill, you know, the list goes on and on locally, and I'm sure a lot of people know this name, but we had a a fellow, uh, he was a reverend, Stacy Grosscup, that was a, a trick shooter, and, and he always came to all the local events and shot, and I met him a lot, you know, watching him shoot baby aspirin out of the air, you know, that, the, just the heritage of traditional archery, you know, our, the Native Americans have, 
I'm part Native American myself. I don't think you can really live in the state without having, you know, a little bit of Native American in your DNA. Um, but but all of that, you know, it, it makes you in touch with who we were and who we are as people. Um, you know, archery spans nearly, probably spans all continents. Um, I don't know if they've ever found a bow and arrow in Antarctica, um, but, it, but you know, it was all over the world. Um, so many people at the same time or at different times that didn't know each other, didn't know each other's cultures, you know, they all realize that if you tie a string to a stick, it will shoot another stick. And if you make that stick pointy, you can hunt with that stick or you can fight with that stick. And that's that's crazy to me. One of the worlds that I came from, um, I was a drummer. And, and drumming is very much so the same way. People realize that if you took a hollowed out shape and you put an animal skin over it, it would make a noise. And, you know, all these different places um, all had drums. I mean, you can't really even figure out who invented the drum. Um, and it, it's kind of, this, you know, pretty much the same way with archery. You can't say that somebody invented something when another person also in their community invented it at a different time. It's just something that went, you know, went everywhere. Um, it was, at the time, probably one of the most effective ways of hunting. Um, one of the most effective ways of battle because you could um, take care of what you needed to from a distance. And, you know, in that arrow, you know, with the heritage, going back to the heritage, when I harvested my deer with a recurve, it, it, part of me felt that. I mean, sure, you know, my DOS Dala 17 is, is made of metal. Um, it's got fiberglass on the limbs, um, made of modern string materials. But, but I, I felt that heritage when I harvested that animal. And that deer made me laugh and cry just as much as, you know, the first year I ever killed or the biggest buck I ever killed. And I think a lot of it has to do with that heritage. Um, you know, a little bit more of a joke one here. Um, and I don't want to offend anybody with any sort of disabilities. Um, but, and I, I'm going to quote this as I have it written down, but you realize that crossbow hunting doesn't actually make you a bow hunter. It doesn't. Let's be honest. You know, you 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 should strive to be a bow hunter. And I'm going to put this challenge out in case I have somebody out there that, you know, shoots a crossbow, doesn't shoot even a compound bow. I want to see you try to harvest an animal with the recurve and put everything you have into it. And if you do so, and you still want to go back to your crossbow at the end of the day and give up traditional archery, I, I, I will let you. But I highly doubt that if you put in the time to harvest an animal with a traditional bow, that you will want to go back to the crossbow. Like I said, unless there is a disability or an injury in play. I, I don't... 
you know, crossbows are legal. I don't have people, a problem with people harvesting animals with something that's legal. Um, but I, I would like to see more people in that community as well. Um, if you're listening, please, please try traditional archery. I, I think it will change how you hunt forever. And, you know, even if you're somebody that shoots a crossbow and a recurve, that's fine. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. I won't, won't disrespect you. And I'm, I'm really not going to disrespect you for shooting a, a crossbow in general. Like I said, it is a legal way to harvest game. Um, and then the last reason that I have here, if you listen to my last podcast, the other reason to shoot traditional archery and bare bow is because you're a hipster. Um, Hey, I, 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 I think it's going to catch on. I, th- I think that archery hipsters are a thing that's going to stay. Um, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to ri- run with it for a while. Um, but yeah, so, you know, main thing here, I want to keep helping people in this sport. I, I want to keep growing the sport. Um, I apologize if I've kind of hit you with too many likes um, and follow requests on Instagram. Um, I am kind of trying to build this up. I realized at first that I had been reaching out, or I, I should say, you know, liking a lot of pictures and following a lot of people in the traditional archery realm, um, which I honestly, most of that is because I want to look at your pictures um, and, and talk to you. But I, I do need to make a bigger push towards, you know, non-traditional archery people. So I'm going to do that. Um, because I, I want to give, I want to challenge everybody that's not out shooting a, if you're a hunter, you know, shooting a trad bow, hunting with a trad bow, or, you know, in the competitive world, shooting bear bow or long bow class. I, we need this sport to grow. And I, I think if you do come over to the dark side, I, I highly doubt you'll go back. I got into traditional archery with the sole intention of only shooting it indoors. I wanted to shoot bare bow indoors and I wanted to go to Lancaster. I still haven't gone to Lancaster, but within months of buying a bare bow setup, I sold my compound bow and I was done with it. I mean, that that's all it took for me. And, you know, I know others that it was the same thing. You know, they'll never look back. It's it's such a freeing experience and, and I want everybody to do it. You know, I, and that's why I say I challenge you. You know, me, if you're somebody that likes the challenge, I challenge you. Show me what you can do and have fun with it. And, you know, reach out to me if, if you're making the switch. I, I do have a few interviews lined up with some people that have made the switch recently um, that I want to get out there. I'm kind of just putting this podcast out today because I was kind of thinking about it. Um, but but I've got a lot of places I want to go with this. And like I said, my, my main reason is to inspire. Um, I'm not pretending to be an expert at anything. Um, sometimes I don't think I give myself enough credit, to be honest, because I do think I know more than I, I think I do, if that makes sense. Um, but I, I want to make sure that everybody gets the help that they need, you know, even if that's recommending me, you to someone else or a video or whatever it may be. Because um, there's a lot of misinformation out there still. And this is a frustrating sport. So keep on keeping on. And uh, like I said, if you need anything, reach out.